the FT. So, William, can you tell us something about the atmosphere in Kinshasa today on the 50th anniversary of independence for Congo? Well, I've been at the、um, parade ground outside the National Assembly building, the People's Palace, which is built by the Chinese, and there's been、uh, a very long parade of soldiers, tanks, lots of new military hardware. Also, some soldiers who fought in the Second World War for the Belgians.、Um, a, a lot of pomp and circumstance, and, and the, there was also a speech by President Kabila.、Uh, but unfortunately, for many people there, they weren't able to hear it because the sound system failed in, one, in some parts of the parade ground. What about the atmosphere on the streets? I mean, is there any sense among ordinary Congolese that they're leaving behind the, the past of, of war and dictatorship, and that this might, in some sense, be a turning point for the country? Not really. I mean, people were watching、um, in bars, watching the, the, the ceremonies on, on television. Most Congolese are so impoverished that there is really very little to celebrate. I think there is, however, some sense of national pride that they've been able to put this event on. That, that lots of foreign dignitaries have turned up, including quite a number of heads of state and the King of Belgium. So there's a sense that Congo's kind of pariah status is, is gradually going away. But I don't think people really are in the mood for great festivities at the moment. There's a lot of hardship, and the, the murder of a human rights activist who was very prominent here in the last month、uh, ha- has raised a lot of questions about the nature of the government. Also, the government had been hoping that there would be a decision to announce a cancellation of the vast part of, of、uh, Congo's international debt to coincide with the independence anniversary today, but that seems to have been delayed. Can you tell us why? That's right. The decision is hanging in the balance now, as the IMF and also the World Bank meet this week to decide whether to go ahead now with the debt relief or whether to delay it. The possibility of a delay has been raised by a dispute、uh, between the government here and a Canadian mining company that's invested about $750 million in developing some of the richest copper and cobalt deposits in the country. The government appears to have handed. Their concession over to a,、uh, a British Virgin Islands company. The dispute was already existing and is in、uh, international arbitration in Paris. So this has caused a lot of unease about,、uh, and questions about whether the government is jeopardising the investment uh, uh, climate in the country and whether its economic policies more broadly are, are sustainable. What's your feeling? Will the、um, debt relief be agreed? Do you think? From what I understand, the member states are very divided on this issue. Some countries feel that debt relief is about poverty reduction and it's about debt sustainability, and that commercial considerations should have nothing to do with it, and therefore the debt relief should go ahead. Others think that that because the development of the country will only be sustainable if businesses take off, that this is a serious issue, the dispute over the,、uh, over this mining concession. So they favour sanctioning the government. They also concern that once debt relief is agreed, the donor community will have very little leverage or have less leverage over the government. What would a decision to agree the debt relief mean to ordinary Congolese people? Well, in fact, not immediately an awful lot, because 
the government isn't actually servicing a large part of this debt, which was built up by the former dictator Mobutu, much of it at a time when he was known to be siphoning off donor funds and, and sending them to his own personal bank accounts in Switzerland and elsewhere. It would mean, uh, effectively, that the government would not be paying $200 million a year in debt servicing to multilateral institutions like the World Bank and the IMF. But more importantly, it would kind of wipe the slate clean. It would get rid of this sort of ball and chain that's been hanging over the country since the era of the former dictator Mobutu. And it would allow the government to start a new program with the International Monetary Fund. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.